With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Dr. Carol Francis from Make Like Happen. I'm also close to the Pacific, of the Pacific Ocean, near the Oceanside region. And as you know, there's some military forces down here that are in the process of training. And at this very moment, as I drive past them, I see an umpteen number of helicopters that look like transport helicopters that are waiting to do some sort of practice activity with some of the naval forces that are out in the Pacific Ocean that I can see from a distance. The activities are covering a few miles, I would say probably 10 to 12 miles, with different watercraft and aircraft all set up in the various sundry ways. I'm going to be able to see a lot of what is going on. Now, this may all seem off topic, but the truth of the matter is, is that while I see these individuals preparing and practicing for offshore battle and some sort of practice procedures, there is absolutely no difference between child custody battle and they're preparing as a military expert. And that is a sad and unfortunate truth. Some of the individuals that view that have turned in really do perceive the whole process of fighting for your children as, as if you are fighting for their life and you genuinely believe that what it is you are going to propose or wish for the family court to adapt or adopt will in fact be what is going to be in your children's best interest. Others of you are much more into the experience my GPS is talking about in the experience of trying to just win your children because it feels like you are in a competitive battle with your ex-spouse. That, of course, is not good for your children and in the long run will cause them tremendous, tremendous damage, but it is your option to do so um, and therefore you are the perpetuator of the child custody battle. The process of child custody battle involved a number of different professionals. I'm going to just list off some of them, many of them, and I want you to please turn, tune in to other programs that have been done since May 2009 and know that in August 2009 and September 2009, we're going to have a series of other professionals who are going to be interviewed on this very issue of child custody battle. Uh, for yourself, if you're in a child custody battle, then you have an attorney. There is also a possibility that your child has an attorney, otherwise known as a minor's counsel in the state of California. After the minor's counsel, you, which will represent your children's best interest from the point of view of your minor's counsel, not from the point of view of you or your other spouse, or ex-spouse. Then, of course, you're probably going to have a child custody evaluator that has been appointed by the court or selected by the lawyers then, of course, you're going to possibly have Department of Children's Service social workers or the Social Service Department social workers that have investigated whatever serious abusive crimes that are taking place. You also have your family court judge or hearing officer that is hearing your case. And then, in addition, you have 
the arms of investigation. For example, Mark Mettler earlier was interviewed who is known as a child family investigator. That is something that's not offered in all states. Um, you have, in addition to that, the psychotherapist or psychologist who are also keenly involved in the process of trying to help you end your dispute so that your children can have a life. I want to say at the beginning of all of this that the most essential thing for you to remember, and I can say this until I'm blue in the face, is that you remember that it is your child's welfare that you need to guard. And if you are not guarding it, then you are causing harm to your children. For you to attempt to take your child away from the other parent, uh, having an emotionally satisfying relationship is a very, very serious crime against your child. And your child, in one way or another, will let you know that that's exactly what is happening. In another respect, though, if in fact your ex-spouse is abusive to your child and it behooves you to take the seriousness of a child custody situation in hand and to not be timid about it and to know what professionals are there to help you and which ones are there to harm you. The truth of the matter is, is that they are there to help you if they are of helpful type or they are there to harm you if they have that memo as well. And I'm going to try to, throughout the remainder of this program, to really help you engage into recognizing what or when each of these particular um, individuals actually are there to help your child or to help you. The um, faux pas of the whole thing is that you need to be very self-reflective about whether or not you're there to help yourself win a battle, beat your ex-spouse, if you're there to help your child. You must be extraordinarily self-reflective on that. And one reason the toxicity of family court is so intensely confused is because there are any number of parents that cannot keep that issue clear in their head. So you are the first child custody battle professional that can either harm or hurt your child. And you can harm or hurt your child by the mere act of you deciding that you're going to compete with your ex-spouse for your children. The helicopters that are going overhead, they're huge choppers. They look like transport choppers. And now you see any number of crowd of people gathering around to see whether or not they can actually capture a moment that would demonstrate what it is like for them to be on an actual battle situation. Let's see if I can actually demonstrate for you what would be on an actual battle situation. Once you've decided that you are in a battle, a child custody battle, if you are egotistically involved in the process of battling, you need to hire a lawyer that is as sharp and militia-oriented as you want them to be. This is not a lawyer that carries ethics or even the welfare of your child above anything else. Instead, this is a lawyer that you've hired to win your position. That individual will harm your children but might win your case, and that's what you need to be aware of because that individual will not keep in their forefront of their consciousness the welfare of your children will not confront you on the welfare of your children, and will not help you hire professionals that care about the welfare of your children. Instead, they will help you hire 
child custody evaluations that are prone to slant things in your favor. In other words, there will be some child custody evaluators who have a reputation of slanting everything in the favor of a father. They will help you in the Department of Children's Services if you are being accused of abuse, of figuring out ways of minimizing the impact of whatever reports that they come. They will school and train you as to what to say to the Department of Children's Service individuals so that you can uh, undermine the effectiveness that the Department of Children's Service has in being able to investigate and assist your children if they have been actually subjected to abuse. In addition, you can just as easily manipulate the psychologist that might be called to help in the psychotherapeutic process of conjoint therapy between you and your child so that you can manipulate the therapist in a way that makes the therapist find the innocent and find the other spouse guilty. Guilty of what? Parental alienation syndrome. See, if you have hurt your children, you need to prove that you really, that the children don't want to be with you, not because of anything that you have done, but rather with what your ex-spouse has done, and therefore you will no longer be accused of estranging your children. Instead, you can accuse the other spouse of brainwashing or filtering your child's experience with falsehoods and contrived statements that make the other parent look unfit and sabotaging your right to have a relationship with your child by way of parental alienation. A shyster lawyer isn't even necessary, but a lawyer that's used to being hired, hired as a mercenary um, battalion force will understand these strategies and will be able to manipulate all of the individuals that the court will put into place. Also, that particular lawyer will know which judges tend to be pro-fathers, which lawyers tend to be really keen on the idea of claiming alienation, and which lawyers are um, really frustrated with the experience of false accusations of child abuse. So there you have it. That will hurt your children because as soon as you deviate from the truth of the situation, you've confused your children, you are barricading your children into having to live in denial of their primary experience, you're trying to cause their other parent to be looked in a bad light, and your children eventually will not have a positive relationship with you. However, it will probably win the case. But in winning the case, you have actually lost the overall war. Because winning is going to be your children are going to be loving, trusting, and they can love both you and the ex-spouse and any step-parents that are involved in the process. And love authentically, not in terms of defensiveness and not in terms of denial and not in terms of being forced to they will, or, or bought, but authentically be able to love and trust regardless of the family configuration. Your children, we do not, I personally don't want your children to lose. So I'm very pro-children. And on the Child Custody Professionals website, that is the key, that every professional needs to adhere to the experience of what's in the child's best interest and not what's in the parent's best interest. For those parents who want to win, however, you need to realize that currently, especially in California, but we find this throughout the United States, the court is more concerned about parental rights than they are about children's rights because there have been too many courts that have frustrated the experience of parents trying to manipulate the courts so that the child looks like they need to be estranged from one parent or the other. 
the most courts nowadays would prefer to just automatically put into place 50-50 custody so that the children are not in the middle of an embroiled battle and so that the children can't move forward having a relationship with both parents regardless of the realities of child abuse out there. I did a program in May that discussed how the family courts actually are unfortunately entangled in the process of perpetuating uh, parental abuse against children, and this is one of the reasons why they are. It's not necessarily because they are eager to harm children, but because they are trying to work out a dilemma that has been put in place by parents, quite honestly, not being honest about their own culpability and complications, and parents who are also trying to make others' parents look artificially bad. Now, there are other professionals besides the lawyers. Um, we will now look at the child custody evaluator. Child custody evaluator has in their hands the necessity to investigate you, your child, your home, and the other side of the family. The child custody evaluator should, if they are worth anything, investigate every single individual associated to the child that might give them different perspectives. That means teachers, counselors, neighbors, childhood friends, grandparents, et cetera, et cetera. Most child custody evaluators are not that thorough, but the more thorough information you give a child custody evaluator, actually the more you can say that if they are not thorough, you can actually say that they have not fulfilled their ethical and legal guideline standards, uh, requirements, professional requirements to be thorough in their investigation before writing a report and coming to a professional conclusion. This can be very helpful to those of you that are experiencing child custody evaluators are not adequate and are harming the children, and helpful to those of you who wish to manipulate the child custody evaluators. So see, it works both ways. Unfortunately, giving information depends on how you, what point of view you've come to listen to the program, how you're going to use the information. I have no control on how you're going to use it. I am only trying to educate with the hope that those individuals that really want their children to have happy and successful lives and good relationships with everybody involved, they use it to the best. Different child custody evaluators are actually very linked in to the family court system in such a way that they figure out what that particular judge wants them to say and they conform all of their research and investigation and lack thereof to what they know that that judge wants. So if the judge says, I want 50-50, make it so, the evaluator will only investigate and report that information that's in support of what the judge wants. There are a few uh, child uh, evaluators that have survived not being manipulated by that, but the truth is, is that most lawyers will have to select the evaluator that's going to most conform to your point of view. If you want to move out of state and your uh, child is, uh, needs to come with you and the other parent is going to be jeopardized in the relationship, they will be looking for a child custody evaluator that's friendly to that process as opposed to the child custody evaluators that are not friendly to that process. Your, judge, your lawyer needs to know. The judge may or may not know. Chances are that they do. Your judge will have, your hearing officer will have some point of view on it as well, and hopefully your lawyer, and you need to know what your lawyer knows about that judge, will know whether or not that judge is friendly toward having to move out of state and changing the custody arrangement or not friendly toward that. And most judges are not friendly toward that process. So you need to know that that's a complication. The um, issue of a child custody evaluator is that there are certain ethical and legal standards that they are supposed to follow. 
However, most states do not have guidelines that are specific to child custody evaluators. And in fact, you do not even have to have a special status or expertise or education in some states or in some situations at all to be able to perform the evaluations. And therefore, there's no specific guideline that you can actually call to pass your evaluator on that feels like you didn't follow through on what your primary responsibilities are in terms of accurately coming to this information. However, if you feel your evaluator is not doing things in an honest, straightforward way, not taking into consideration all the facts, not interviewing the people that are available, or coming to conclusions that do not correspond with what you authentically know are the facts, then you can go to the state board and you can say, I would like to have ethics and legal standards sent to me that govern this particular activity of the professional, the psychologist, the evaluator, and have them sent to me and see whether or not those ethics or evaluations are being followed. Child custody evaluators are supposed to do appropriate amount of testing. That means objective testing as well as projective testing. Objective testing means that the tests have been standardized, usually multiple choice or true false answers, and then they are compared with a very large population and then statistically analyzed as to whether or not there is a propensity towards child abuse, anger and hostility, self-centeredness, narcissism, uh, being a con artist, a sociopathic, and the possibility of child abuse, sexual abuse, so forth and so on. In addition, if there are any um, ideas of estrangement, alienation, child abuse of any form whatsoever, the evaluator needs to be interviewing everybody that is available that can testify against the parent. If the evaluator does not do that, then your lawyer needs to take advantage of that split because that's inappropriate, unethical, and illegal for that professional to not perform a very thorough evaluation. If you feel like your evaluator is not doing that, then you need to, in a very politically correct and standard and polite fashion, call your evaluator to task on that so that they know that they are going to be held responsible and accountable to be able to evaluate all aspects of that. Now, you must realize that in whatever investigation that goes on, and that child custody evaluator is an investigator. They're not on your side. They're not sensitive individuals. They are there to investigate and come up with a conclusion that's not necessary to make you happy, won't make your children happy, won't make your ex-spouse happy, but make the judge happy. And I realize what I've just said. That's a pretty potent statement because that evaluator gets the referrals from judges and lawyers. That is just the nature of the human beast, is to put more weight on who's going to finance their pool or extension of their house than what's about your child. Now, that's not always true. And there are some child custody evaluators out there that are extremely willing to discipline everybody but the children. Uh, but they are rare and far between, and to find those that are effective, thorough, and also very good forensically and able to testify on behalf of your children takes a lot of legwork. Your lawyers are probably more inclined to get you to someone that can explain the case according to your desired endpoint. So call the task, have all of your information, all the investigative information available to the child custody evaluator, have it checked off if they have done it appropriately or not, and have it ready to be able to call to task in a politically and judiciously correct fashion because you don't want to be seen as hostile, you want to be seen as causing any difficulty. But you will let the evaluator know that there are going to be bigger forces in the court 
and bigger forces than the lawyers that want to hire them that are watching the efficacy and ethicalness of what they do because they can lose their license or lose their right to practice for six months or pay a fine to the state if you are able to prove to the state boards that govern them that they have performed their job either unethically or illegally or substantively. So there you go. There's some information that will help you keep those professionals in place. It's also really important that you uh, feel like you have a list of questions for your evaluator that might actually let your evaluator know that you're savvy to this. They again need to be strategically well-written, carefully, politely, respectfully, so as not to engender any sense of undue defensiveness or antagonism. And those questions can consider how long have you been doing this, how many evaluations, do you have a slant that goes in one direction or another, do you have experience with child abuse of your own? Do you have, have you ever been abused as a spouse? You need to know those things, if those two things are relevant. What types of abuse are you talking about? And what are their views on parental alienation? What are their views on parental estrangement? Uh, what, how many uh, reports have they written? Is there a, a proportionate amount of those cases that implanted towards one gender parent versus the other gender parent? Um, have they uh, interviewed the ages of children before? Teenagers are a different animal to interview in those circumstances than young kids. And to ask these sorts of questions, let them know that you are indeed savvy and that you would like to select them because of their expertise. Now, the thing to realize is that if you are going to use that person, you want to convey that you want to have something authentic and positive and really in the child's best interest at all times you need to walk that path. If you do betray any other positioning by your questions, you will actually slant the examiner against you or for you, but you need to be careful in the process of slanting them for you because they may feel the manipulation of the process and go against you. The trick of maneuvering human beings is in every single field. And unfortunately, in child custody battle, they are very paranoid. Department of Children's Services are in a very difficult situation when the family court is present. The family court takes precedence over any sort of ruling of a Department of Children's Services unless there is immediate danger to the child in terms of sexual abuse or physical abuse. Verbal and emotional abuse are not weighted as strongly. Sexual abuse is weighed very high, but you must realize that any sort of abuse that is accused toward a divorcing set of parents is often viewed by the Department of Children's Services as nothing more than a ploy on your part to try to puff up the data in a family court situation in an artificial manner. This activity is turned on very strongly by courts because they are so used to being manipulated, as is the Department of Children's Services. And so the way the family court has organized itself, wrongly so, I firmly believe, is to be very angry and antagonistic toward any parent that claims child abuse during a child custody battle because it looks suspicious and involves the Department of Children's Service in any claim of child abuse. So unless you have video or photo or audio tape that clearly demonstrates that the parent has effected some sort of abuse toward your child, be very careful about making reports to the Department of Children's Service. You not only need to convince the court, but you need to convince your lawyer that you're not making this story up. Now, you can make lots of claims, and you can be very upset as a parent, and you can say that this is not right for a child to experience. 
But remember, there's no way for a court to really know what's true. There's no way for a Department of Children's Services to know what's true. They only go by impression. And if they find out that you're in the middle of a child custody situation, all their impressions that you are truly authentically reporting child abuse will suddenly be put on tremendous pause and you'll be held as being suspiciously contriving stories or schooling your children to claim abuse when actually there's none taking place. I understand that for those of you that are really experiencing child abuse or spousal abuse, that this is really unfair to you, but it is a fact. Now, since the person that's being accused of child abuse has a very good lawyer in the child custody battle, the very good lawyer will say, great, you've been accused of child abuse, there's absolutely no proof, and now they can use this against your ex-spouse that she's trying to create alienation and is an unfit mother because she's unwilling to have co-parenting. Great, now we can say you can win child custody in many cases. The parent that is the abuser wins complete child custody, 100%, with even watched visitations with the other parents. They're watched to supervise because they don't want that other parent to brainwash the child so that the abused parent gets full custody and the other one has visitations that are only being monitored because the judge has been convinced that the other parent is falsely accusing the abusing parent. And that is such a twisted matrix. I encourage you to go on YouTube and actually put this issue through and you will see any number of testimonials from parents throughout the United States that are going through this extraordinarily scary and frustrating situation. People that are harmed are the parent that is not the abuser and the children. But the courts are very hostile toward abuse being claimed, and you have to move very, very carefully. Department of Children's Service, service social workers tend to be not overly experienced or educated. They're overworked, they're stressed, they've probably seen worse cases than yours, and if they immediately feel like they're being manipulated, they will immediately push back. And so you need to be very, very careful and cautious your lawyer needs to be very careful and cautious when those situations occur, and you just don't take it for granted that the Department of Children's Services is going to assist you when there's really child abuse taking place. Remember, evidence, evidence, evidence must be hardcore, believable, indisputable, so that no one can call you a faker. Another individual in the equation of this is the minor's counsel. This is a lawyer that's appointed to uh, your children. That means your children can talk to the minor's counsel at will or when the minor's counsel is willing. You can talk to the minor's counsel on behalf of your children so he can talk to or he, she can talk to your children. We're going to be interviewing a group of minor's counsel shortly from the Orange County area. I'm so looking forward to talking to them. I'll be sometime within August. Now the minor's counsel can be your friend or can be your enemy. The minor's counsel, interestingly enough, can be your child's friend or your child's enemy as well. They can help or they can hurt. If the minor's counsel is more concerned about making the judge happy, which they often are, and I'll explain it in a moment, then the minor's counsel is not going to care about what your children say and not going to care about what you say. The minor's counsel is going to care only about what the judge wants. So if that judge wants 50-50 or prefers one parent over the other, the minor's counsel knows that their bread and butter comes from the referral from that judge. 
If that judge is not happy with that minor counsel, that minor counsel will not get the umpteen amounts of referrals from that judge that is the bread and butter of how that lawyer finances his livelihood. It is definitely a conflict of interest, but it is a conflict of interest you need to know is in play. Do not be naive. The minor's counsel may also have an interesting relationship with your lawyer or the other counselor. They may have a golf relationship, a lunching relationship, because remember the lawyers also are the ones who get that minor counsel in cases. So the interesting situation is that if your lawyer has a relationship with a minor counselor on another case, your lawyer might actually sacrifice your case in order to be able to get that minor counselor to deal something with another case that either is paying more than you are or is in a trickier situation or that that lawyer, your lawyer, may be upset with you and just wants to twist you around. They're dealing with human beings that are all about self-interest and all about just winning the war. This is all about establishing position. It is not about helping your children. You may be all about helping your children. But you have got to be strategic as you maneuver through these series of professors that the court, the child custody court situation, has slammed onto you and your children into. Do not be naive. I know that I'm giving you the worst case scenario. There are minor counselors out there that I have worked with very directly that are lovely, lovely individuals that care about the children and are much more concerned about the children's welfare, safety, and take child abuse reports, neglect, and other issues that the child brings up about their parents. So to form and save, they don't care what the judge says. They don't care what the lawyers are. And they don't even care about referrals. They care about the child's welfare. Those minor counselors can be can be sifted out by savvy, gentle, non-offensive questioning, and also realize that just as the child custody evaluators, you can ask questions, but let them know that you can get the bar association to challenge their license if they don't follow through on what they're strategically supposed to follow through on. Don't play this battle naively. I am watching now more copters moving from the naval, air, naval landing era ocean craft maneuver. I'm watching soldiers moving in place. Here we are, watching it all happen. They are practicing for having their life at risk for the welfare of us, whether you agree with war or not. Please maneuver strategy train and learn so that your child, your children, can be safe, happy, healthy. Your part in their life is actually fairly short. You have them for just a few years. Try to minimize the damage, maximize the support and love, move your ego aside, keep your wisdom in focus and never, never become passive toward the so-called child custody professionals' interventions in your children's lives. Be aware, be alert, do not be offending anyone, but be offensive and strategic in what it is you need to do as you move through the very complicated pathway involved in child custody balance. 
This is Dr. Carol Francis. Please contact me at 310-543-1824. Check into drcarolfrancis.com. Please do listen to the other blog talk radio programs that have been on this topic. There are many helpful professionals there that I've been able to interview and more to come. And finally, as a child custody professional at webs.com, W-E-B-S.com, that website grows with professionals that might be able to answer your questions further on each of these issues. I would ask that you watch that grow, that you contribute as well. If you have a story or a circumstance that you'd like to be interviewed through anonymously on this radio program or in writing on the website, through blogs, etc., I would so appreciate you helping other parents and their children through this very difficult process. Best of wishes. Make your life happen now in the most generous and positive manner possible. Blessings. Take care. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.